Somewhere between the stone floor and the ceiling of the tabernacle in Shiloh, Eli heard the cry. I'm sure he may have been a little confused at first as to what was happening. It wasn't an animal that was prepared for sacrifice that he heard. It may have started just a little bit quiet, but then more determined, the cry came. It wasn't a cry that he'd heard before. It was a cry of determination, maybe mixed with some confusion. It was a cry of desperation. And I'm sure he began to question himself as he heard that cry that day. Who is this that I hear? What is this voice that's echoing in the chamber of the tabernacle that's come across my ears? What is this cry, determined cry? Maybe even as he began to listen, a cry of desperation. Was it someone that had fallen into sin? Was it someone that was sorrowed for something that they had done? No, no, it must be somebody that's drunk is how he finally rested on the reason for the cry. And as he began to determine that in his own heart and in his own life, he began to talk to that woman. It was Hannah and her prayer had been misinterpreted. It was a prayer that she had sacrificed her life upon. It was a prayer that had determination attached because her, her womb was barren and no babies had come. Penaniah had had babies, the other wife of her husband, but she had yet to birth a child. And so when she knew she could no longer take it before her husband, she came before her God. And her cry came into that temple that day. It was a season of tragedy for the nation of Israel. The priesthood had fallen down. The priesthood had fallen in disarray. It was going the wrong way. But God had a purpose and God had a plan. And it started with a single woman who had a burden. It started with a woman who had a cry that would not be silenced. It started with a woman whose cry was determined. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. I just need God to hear my cry. It doesn't matter who else hears me right now because I'm determined that I'm going to have a child. I want to birth a baby and I'm not going to be content. If I've got to sound like I'm crazy, I'll sound like I'm crazy. If I've got to sound like I'm just a little bit drunk, then I'll sound like I'm drunk. But I'm not going to stop crying until my cry is heard. Oh Lord, would you attend under my prayer? God, would you hear our cry this morning? morning you see there's something about it when you get burdened and your cry cannot be silenced Eli realized the error of his way he realized the mistake that he had made standing before him was a woman who had something that he didn't have as Israel trudged along in their path towards wrong this lady was determined that God could still hear and that God would respond to her cry there's something about faith that rises up in the spirit of somebody that says I will not be silenced I believe that God is about to hear my cry so I'm not going to stop until I I won't quit until I'll keep crying until I'll keep praying until I just feel a little bit of that in the room this morning that somebody you've got your mind made up I'm not stopping until God hears my cry this morning I'm not stopping I 
I, I may sound crazy. That's all right. Call me crazy if you will. But I can't stop until God responds to my cry. And Eli, speaking as the man of God, spoke into her life and said before the next Passover, you're going to have a child. The child will come. The womb will not be barren forever. The nursery will be full. The baby's on its way. Prepare. Get ready. Get ready for it. And the Bible tells us that Hannah did have Samuel. It said that she kept Samuel, but she had promised him to the Lord. And so when he was weaned, uh, some commentators say around three years of age, I, I don't know. I think if somebody showed up with a three-year-old on Tuesday morning and said, we're going to leave him with you for the next 30 years. I say, uh oh. But nevertheless, I don't know how old he was exactly, but the gift was brought and Samuel was dedicated to the Lord. As Eli moved about his job in the tabernacle, the miracle would be before him. The miracle would be a reminder that God was still at work in this nation. It would be a reminder that God wasn't finished yet. Can I just remind everybody that this year has been a difficult year. Our altars have been very quiet. The baptismal tank, water hasn't been stirred. There's a cry that comes when the womb is barren. There's a cry that comes, and, and I feel it amongst our people. I, I sense it in the service. I sensed it in the service this morning. That there is a discontent, a divine discontent for birth to happen. There's a divine discontent for God to speak, for God to work. But can I remind all of you that God is going to use you to accomplish the purpose and the task before us. I believe that our altars, this altar in our youth chapel is going to be filled with new birth. Someone declare it with me for a moment. We may as well. I believe, come on, I believe that the foyer where somebody's sitting right now is going to be the on-ramp to what God's about to do in somebody's life. Why? Because God still has a plan for new birth. God has a purpose and a desire for his will to be accomplished. The reason that there is a new birth experience is because God designed and divinely ordained for there to be new babies in the church. God's plan, God's will, will be fulfilled, but God is going to use us to do it. Someone say amen. Why don't you just clap hands to the Lord for a moment. And so here was this child. The Bible says in 1 Samuel 3, 1, the child Samuel ministered to the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. It came to pass when Eli was laid down. I, I just kind of, if you'll let me just skip through the scripture some. I'm not trying to omit the word of God, but I am trying to be mindful of all of our time. Feel free to, to read it, 1 Samuel 3 and 1. Uh, when, when Eli was laid down, his eyes began to dim that he could not see. And it says, ere the lamp of God went out in the temple, just before the lamp of God went out, said that Samuel was laid down to sleep. It was that season of almost, it was almost over. The, the almost of completion. The almost where maybe God's finished. The, the priesthood was in disarray and Eli, his eyes were dim. He knew that his time was short, but God has still brought Samuel to the temple. And just before the lamp of God went out, just before the time on earth is finished, God is still going to speak. 
I, I, I want to be prophetic this morning. I, I want to speak as an unction of God, not because of me, but I want someone to be reminded today that God's not finished what he's about to perform. God is just beginning. I, I, I want to say it one more time. God's not surprised with what's happening in our world. And I don't just mean a pandemic. There's a greater pandemic in the supernatural than there is in the natural. There's a greater dearth among the supernatural than there is the natural. And if there was ever a time for a Samuel to rise up, it's in this day and it's in this age. So God's call has come in the room this morning. And I'm just wondering, is somebody ready to respond to the call of God today? Is anybody hearing God's call? Just before the lamp went out, just before, just before it was all over, just about the time that the enemy started his rejoicing, just about the time that the devil started to declare victory. He, he saw it on the horizon. His bases were loaded, and he was about ready to, to pound the ball into the home field. And, and, and just about that time, God had a plan. God was about to mess everything up. For those that had mistaken that he had been done. God was about to mess everything up for everybody that thought it was all over. Because God was still at work. His voice was still calling. He just was looking for somebody that would be willing to hear his call. Enter Hannah and enter Samuel stage left. The child Samuel ministered unto the Lord. The child Samuel ministered. We, we appreciate so much, and I want to mention it. I mentioned it in first service. I want to mention it again. We appreciate so much those of you that help us minister. Ministry isn't just what happens behind this pulpit. Ministry is people that showed up yesterday and early this morning when everything started an hour early anyway. People that showed up uh, through this week so that services today would be functional and proper and in order. People that planned and, and ordered and scheduled and people that showed up and signed up and signed up and showed up. All you people, that, that, that's, that's how we're able to happen today. And, and the Bible gives us this intelligence. It says, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. That his ministry happened through an individual. So when you serve your church, can I remind you that you're serving God? When you serve the, func the functions and the purpose of this church, then, then really you're, you're serving God. You're serving God before individuals, but God sees it as service directly to him. And God is at work. I'm so thankful for. We couldn't do what we do without all of you. Would you give yourselves a hand this morning? <clears throat> can I, I may as well just, that was a, just a little bit of a shallow hand clap. You may as well just kind of double down on that for a minute. We'd take a deep breath and then get your arms wide enough that you don't hit your person next to you and then clap hands for somebody that's, that's active. And yeah. <clears throat> we are so thankful for, for all of you and all the reports that we get all week long about people that are helping us accomplish God's purpose. That, that, that God uses people like that. It's such a privilege and, a, and an honor for all of us to be a part of. And the Lord called. The Bible <clears throat> tells us that in that moment, Samuel was laid down to sleep. He, he, he was going to sleep just like everybody else. But verse 4 said that the Lord called Samuel and he answered, here am I. First note of the sermon is that the Lord called. The Lord is continuing to call today. 
The Lord continues his call in the midst of confusion. And the Lord continues his call in the midst of chaos. God is calling today. The Lord called Samuel, but he is waiting. You see, his call comes, but he waits for someone to say, here am I. Someone that's willing to be the one. Someone that's willing to be somebody that he can use. Somebody that's willing when, when the, the, the natural inclination is to turn over and pull your head under the pillow and go to sleep like everybody else. That someone says, that's not what I'm going to do. I'm going to respond. Here am I. The Bible says that Samuel, young Samuel, the child Samuel was confused. He said he ran to Eli and said, here am I, for thou callest me. And he said, I, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and he laid down. And, and this is what we were, were emphasizing this morning, that the Lord called yet again. Is anybody here today thankful that God didn't quit calling when he called you just one time, but God called yet again? We may have been confused and gone the wrong way. We may have been confused and went to the wrong person. We may have been confused and we got, we got things out of order and we got things backwards and, and we started looking in the wrong place for what God wanted to do for us. But, but can I just remind someone that when we got it all wrong, God got it all right. God said, oh, I, I know what's happening right now. They're just a little bit confused. So I'm going to call again. I'm not finished calling. I'm going to continue my call in their life until we get things on on track until we get things in order until we get things going in the right direction my call will still continue I'm so grateful as a matter of fact I don't have to look very far in the room this morning to find people that God called again that God called one time but that that, that we got a little sideways we we got off on the wrong track but God wasn't finished with us then and God called again I'm so grateful that God is still calling today I I feel it. I may be speaking this sermon, but I hear the call of God in the room today. God is still calling this morning. God called yet again Samuel. Samuel went to Eli. Here am I. Not once, not twice, but this happened three times, and God didn't finish calling. God didn't complete his call. It says that Samuel didn't know. It said, Samuel, verse 7, now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Neither was the word of God, the word of the Lord, revealed to him. He, he didn't know God, but God still called. He, didn't, he, he could tell you the 66 books of the Bible in order. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Judges. Well, partly because they weren't all written yet. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, First, and first Samuel. First Samuel chapter 3. First Samuel chapter 1, First Samuel chapter 2. Sorry, that's my humor. Do you know what I'm saying? There was nothing after Samuel yet. Sorry. I'll laugh for myself. It's not on my notes. Anyway. Samuel did not yet know the Lord. Didn't know God. But God called once, and God called twice, and God called three times. You see, God's pretty insistent. 
as insistent as Hannah was about, the, about having a child in her womb, about a baby coming through her belly, as, as insistent as Hannah was, God was that insistent with Samuel. He doesn't know me yet, but my call's on his life. He doesn't know it yet, but I, I put my hand on him. He doesn't know it yet, but, but he's about ready to do some marvelous and wonderful things. He, he's just a child. He doesn't know it yet, but I'm going to use him greatly. The world is going to know about me through him. God was going to use Samuel and Samuel wasn't quite in the right place yet but God was God wasn't finished God was still calling him into his purpose and plan that's a miracle to me I'm so thankful that God kept calling I'm grateful that God called when people went the wrong way I'm grateful that God when God called God called and even though we didn't have it all right but God was still calling God was still calling. Samuel didn't know that he was going to stand over kings and anoint them. He, he didn't know the voice of God yet. He didn't know the word of God yet. But, but Samuel was going to make declaration over life. Samuel was going to be a dispensational figure. He was going to move people from judges into kings. He, he was an individual that was going to open and usher in the prophetic into lives. He, he was the first of the prophets. Now Moses prophesied some but he was the first of the real prophets and he wasn't going to let his gift rest within himself he was going to use that prophetic gift to call that gift out of others Samuel was used as uh, 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 he created a school of the prophets he he stood and he governed them he showed them how God's word would speak to them and how God could speak through them that was Samuel Samuel didn't know it yet but God knew it about Samuel and some of us this morning we don't know yet what God has divinely designed over our life, but God knows it. And that's why a simple sermon this morning is here to call somebody from normality into God's plan and God's purpose and God's kingdom. That's what God wants to do. There have... There wasn't, Isaiah wasn't on the scene yet, and Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, and Daniel, and Hosea, and Joel, and Amos, and Obadiah, and Jonah, and Micah, and Nahum, Habakkuk, Haggai, Zechariah. They weren't on the scene yet, but guess what? God was about ready to usher the prophetic into Israel's midst through this one child named Samuel. And so God knew it. Samuel didn't know it yet, but God knew Samuel. You're about ready to open some powerful gifting. You're about ready to open promise for Israel. Samuel, you're about ready to do the impossible through me so hear the call Samuel Samuel God's going to use you to impact your nation God's going to change your world through you but you've got to hear the call God's call came it came three times the fourth time the three times and, and the Bible says that Samuel Heard the call the third time in verse 8, and he arose, went to Eli, and he said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And finally, Eli, because he had memory of what God had done in the past, perceived. I'm sure that he remembered his mom. I'm sure that he remembered Hannah's prayer. It was unforgettable. I, I'm sure that he remembered when he had got it wrong before, and now the child stood before him. And he said, Samuel, Lie down. And it shall be that if he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. 
And I love verse 10, and it says this. It, it, it shows us the intimacy of God, and it shows us how much God cares. Because we're now not just three strikes and we're out, but we're on the fourth attempt. And God says, and the Lord came and stood and called as at other times. I'm so thankful for the continuing call of God. I'm so grateful that God never gave up on me. And I'm thankful that God doesn't give up on you. God is still at work as at other times. You haven't gone too far. You're not beyond hope. You haven't reached, uh, 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 reached the scope of God's reach this morning. He's still able to, to reach where you are. And his call is still able to reach your ear. I hear it in the room this morning. God's call is here right now. God's call. You see, it's in times like that when we, we can get confused. We can get confused by, we can get confused by church, to be quite honest with you. We can get confused. <clears throat> no, don't get me wrong. Don't pause here. If you're watching, hang on for one more minute. We can get confused because the Bible says our natural inclination is to seek for different things. The Jews, verse 22, require a sign. Greeks seek wisdom. But Paul told the church in Corinth, he said, but we preach Christ crucified unto the Jews as a stumbling block because that, that just messes them up. The Greeks, foolishness. It's not all the wisdom that people are purveying in the streets. It's not all the people gathered at the gate talking about all this wisdom. It's No, it confuses them because... Because it's, it's the word of God. It's not natural. It, it goes against our natural inclination. That's why church is different. That's why what happens in a room like this isn't like what happens at the playhouse. And it's not like what happens on the TV screen. I'm telling you, this is a moment where God begins to speak. And where God, and to the, to the natural man, it's foolish. It doesn't make sense that, that someone can stand up and begin to articulate the word of God. And lives get changed. But we've watched it happen because to the Jews, it's a stumbling block. To the Greeks, it's foolishness. But to them that are called. To them that are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. It's that moment where God's word comes through in a service like this. And someone stands up like Samuel who says, I heard it, but I wasn't sure what it was. But now I know God's call is on my life. And in moments like that, the future is transformed. Life changes and the world changes because God uses someone like a Samuel that hears the call. Of God. We can come back to the music this morning. It's the kingdom of heaven that's likened unto a certain king which made a marriage for his son. Sent forth his servants to call them that were bidden, called, called them to the wedding. The call came. But let's take heed for a moment because we all can do this same thing. It says that they were called, but they would not come. And again, he sent forth other servants saying, Tell them which are called. Behold, all things are ready. Come unto the marriage. His call. You see, through scripture over and over again, God knows we get it wrong. God knows that we fail miserably in this context of life. God knows it's not natural 
This supernatural call of God is unlike anything else you'll ever hear anywhere else, but it still comes. And thank God he doesn't give up. His call just continues. God still calls. He shows up in service after service, and his voice comes. It shows, it shows up in our Sunday school. It showed up in our Sunday school this week. Our children's ministry heard about the service downstairs. God's moving. The call starts. Could it be that a child, Samuel, could be in this room today? Could it be that a child Samuel's right beneath our feet in our children's ministry auditorium and the word of God is going forth and some child somewhere is hearing the word of God saying, you know what? I, I just feel like God wants to do something with my young life. Could it be that God wants to use a Samuel that's here in church this morning at 71 Downing Street to save our world from going to a devil's hell? I believe that. And I believe God wants to use somebody that's in this room. And his call is still coming today. It's still coming in the room. Over and over again, he sent forth his servants. They made light of it. They went their ways. It says that the remnant took his servants and treated them spitefully and slew them. Please don't. But when the king heard thereof, he was wroth, and he sent forth his enemies and destroyed those murderers and burned up their city. And then he said to his servants, the wedding is ready, but they which are bidden were not worthy. They were called. But they removed themselves from the promise of God. He said, go ye therefore into the highways, and as many as ye shall find, bid, call them to the marriage. So those servants went into the highways and gathered together all as many as they found, both bad and good. And the wedding was furnished with guests. God, his call is universal. Come on. We all know that none of us made the grade, but God called. We all know that none of us were good enough, but God called the good and the bad. Vessels unto honor and some to dishonor. We're all in the room this morning, but God's call is still coming. God is still speaking. His voice is still coming through. Come on, it may be just this voice you hear, but if you'll listen carefully, His voice is calling this morning. As many as you shall find, call. You see, the choice becomes completely ours. We get it wrong, I think. Scripture says Jesus went on to the disciples in verse 14, the same context. He's talking about these group of people that were called. Some heard and some didn't. Finally, the universal call went out. But he makes this declaration. He makes this definition. He says, many are called, but few are chosen. Many are called. The call comes to all this morning, but we determine if we're going to respond to the call. We, res we determine if we're going to respond to the call. It was that child Samuel that God spoke in Samuel's ear and he said, behold, I will do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. It's in 1 Samuel 3 and 11. It's the same context of scriptures about Samuel's call. It's that child that God speaks to and says, I'm going to do a thing in Israel at which both the ears of everyone that heareth it shall tingle. I just want to remind us today that God is going to do something so powerful through you 
that the ears that hear of what God has done are going to tingle. I'll just say it like we say it sometimes. We get, they're going to get goosebumps on top of their goosebumps because of what God wants to do through us. And the challenge that every preacher has is this challenge right here, right now. How? How do you convince somebody that they're the one that God wants to use today? How do you convince someone? Because we're, we are Teflon. The word of God comes and we're like, that's not for me. I already got my life plans laid out. And it just, the word of God is trying to get to you. And you're like, pillow my head. Exactly, no. My point exactly. No. That's not right. God wants to use you. Here's, you know, we, we get a whole list of excuses. Here's why God can't use me. Guess what? His call is still coming this morning. Well, God, I can't, I can't because if you, if you look back, you'll see that this here. Uh, his call still comes. God said, well, I, God, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm 20 years in on a 30-year plan, and I'm 50 years in on a 60-year plan, and, and if you tarry, then I'm going to hope. I'm hoping that, and God says, uh-uh, no, my call is still coming. Anybody hearing my call this morning? I'm going to anoint prophets through you. I'm going to anoint kings through you. I'm going to use your life to anoint others. Yokes are going to be destroyed because of what I'm going to do through you, but, but someone has got to hear the call this morning. Someone has got to hear the call. God's call still comes. Samuel, are you in the room this morning? Are you here today? I wish that we'd stand together. Come on, pray. Come on, pray because God is going to use you greatly. It's a moment like this where things transform. Samuel never forgot the moment when God called. I don't know when he penned the book, First Samuel. I, I don't know when he wrote it, but he never forgot the moment that God's voice came. He never forgot him being confused that, that it was Eli. He never forgot it. But God's word was still coming. Come on, Samuel, you're in the room this morning. This could be a day of divine decision. This could be a day when God determines your future. Don't miss the moment, Samuel. His call, his call is here. call. Come on, history maker, you're in the room this morning. Come on, anointed one, you're in the room this morning. This is a game changer today for somebody.
Come on, Hannah, lift your voice. Destinies are determined in moments like this. Come on, Samuel, come on. You know, one of my greatest fears, some of the greatest wake-up calls you, you see in Scripture because it's untainted. It's not, it's not filtered. It's just unfiltered. And you read about Eli and you read about his, his children and his offspring and how they get it so wrong. I, I, I don't want to be an Eli. I don't want to be missing the mark. God's going to have a Samuel. But what kind, of a, what kind of a church could it have been if Eli and Samuel connected in that supernatural realm? And Come on, that's what God had intended. That's, that's what God had designed. God plans for us all. One can put a thousand to flight. Two can put ten thousand to flight. The sermon's not for someone. It's for everyone this morning. It's for everyone this morning. The old hymn says this, hushed was the evening hymn, the temple courts were dark. The lamp was burning dim before the sacred ark when suddenly a voice divine rang through the silence of the shrine. The old man Eli, meek and mild, the priest of Israel slept. His watch, the temple child, the little Levite kept. And what from Eli's sense was sealed, the Lord to Hannah's son revealed. Oh, give me Samuel's ear, the open ear, O Lord, alive, and quick to hear each whisper of thy word, like him to answer at thy call, and to obey thee first of all. Oh God, give us Samuel's ear. Do you suppose that God still speaks in Sunday schools like that? Do you suppose that God still speaks through Sunday school teachers and classes in our lower auditorium that are happening right now. We can believe it for them, but, but I want to bring the question home for a moment right here, right now, in our foyer, right now, other building. Come on. Does God still speak to us like that? Oh God, give me Samuel's ear. It's a call that separates. It's a call that brings a divine division. But your life will never be the same if you'll hear and heed the call today. I'm so grateful that his call continues. Would you pray with me? Come on, it's personal this morning. We're in a corporate setting, but God's talking to somebody. Many are called. Everybody is called in the room, but is, is someone going to choose to be chosen today? make it our prayer. I surrender.